Hello, Penn Medicine, and welcome to the Well-Focused Podcast. I'm Mitch Sherman, and today we are joined by Carly Musser, who's an exercise physiologist and mental performance consultant. Carly, how are you today? I'm great, Mitch. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. For sure. So, you're an exercise physiologist, mental performance consultant. So those are two things that obviously have a lot of overlap and you've really kind of capitalized on that overlap. So why don't you walk listeners through sort of what you do uh, with those titles? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so lately, kind of a term that has come to mind for me has just been a journey. Um, I think that so often we can navigate through life and then we end up at a destination and it's like we forget how far we've come. Um, so my journey started, I'm from Lancaster, then I went to West Virginia University, um, got my degree in sport and exercise psychology. Then I went um, for my master's in Florida, Barry University, and I got my degree in sport, exercise and performance psychology. So my master's had the performance psych um, aspect in it moved home and back home to Lancaster. And I started up my own mental performance practice. Um, I'm on year two of that. It's called CM Mental Performance. Um, but I've always had a real passion for fitness and a really big passion for running and a really big passion for helping other people and motivating other people. Um, so about a year ago, one of my best friends from college, um, her mom actually was like, Carly, I work for LGH and I could just totally see you if you, you know, part time, if you would want to teach fitness classes, it's really great. Like I could see you doing that. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. Why not? Right. Like I'm building my business. Why not? Um, so that's kind of how I ended up where I'm at. Um, I came in, um, I was hired in November. I started teaching classes in January and it's honestly been awesome. Um, because I've started teaching fitness classes, but I also got into health coaching, um, or group coaching, which I've done some topics on self-awareness. I've done some things on motivation in the winter time we just ended. And it's been really great to kind of bridge the gap not only with my profession and working with athletes, but I say mental performance, you can apply it to anything in life, right? So with surgeons, with doctors, with um, nurses, with CEOs, with pilots, right? It's it's mental performance. Um, so kind of being able to bridge that gap between the mind-body connection and do it in healthcare has been awesome. Um, so that's kind of where I stand is I teach fitness classes, but I also have done some one-on-one -on -one coaching or I do group coaching, which is cool as well. Yeah, for sure. Your mindset for movement presentations that you just finished up have been great, uh, which is a big reason why I wanted to have you on. So as you touched on exercise and motivation, I think it is incredibly underrated unless you have experienced it, um, how important the mental component is with exercise. I think people view exercise as just this physical game, but it's not quite that simple. Um, now, you said you've worked with athletes, you're working with surgeons, general populations. Um, obviously, this podcast is more for that general population, but what are some differences that you've noticed between talking with athletes and talking with general population? And what are some similarities? So that's a great question. I love that. Um, and that's also why I was so pumped to to be on your podcast today, because, you know, I've I've brought in this scope and I've talked about mental performance as a whole and not just athletics, but I've really tried to 
target more audiences. I think there's a lot of similarities, to be honest. Um, you'll find that, you know, with somebody who is very intrinsically motivated, somebody who is wanting to improve, that they're going to kind of be that way across all platforms, right? Whether they're an athlete, whether they are um, a nurse manager, whether they are somebody in a role that's pretty much the leader and telling everybody, hey, this is what we have to do, um, or in sales. So I think, to be honest, there's really not a ton of differences that I've seen. I think that burnout is a real thing. Burnout is something that I think in the general population that we don't understand, right? Like we'll hear people say, man, I'm burnout or man, I'm tired or man, I just don't feel like I have any energy left. But we don't actually think about like burnout and how real burnout is. It's not just a physiological thing, but it's also a psychological thing as well. And I think that we just get into this rut of, man, I need to work 24-7. Our world today with technology, with just constantly being on the go, we forget to, I love to use the term unplug. We forget to unplug and be mindful of where we're at and who we're, who we're with. Um, and that's why I think this time of year is really great to do that when you're with family and friends at Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or whoever you celebrate it with and what you do celebrate, it's a good reminder to slow down, to unplug. Um, because if we don't recharge, that's when we just continue to just go and go and go. And there's, there's so many detrimental effects. So from that um, point of view, honestly, there's a lot of similarities. There's there's not really that many differences because at the end of the day, no matter who you are, we're all human beings um, and we all have emotions. We all have things that we're dealing with. Um, so it's just being able to tailor and apply the skills that I teach to those people. For sure. And, you know, you say unplug and I'm sitting here on a laptop with a laptop next to me, a TV <laughs> off in front of me. I have a work phone and a personal phone. I'm just like, oh my God, I need to get away from this and relax. And even now just seeing it and hearing you say we need to unplug, I'm feeling, oh man, maybe maybe I really do need to. Um, now, one word that you said in all that that really sticks out to me is intrinsically motivated. Now, intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic motivation are very, very different things. and it's almost like two paths towards success or I don't want to say not success, but maybe towards complacency. Um, how would you define intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic motivation? Yeah. So great question. Um, I think anytime that I'm talking to somebody who is outside of, you know, either whether it's somebody who's more like counseling or psychological or psychology or somebody who is, you know, within my field, it's kind of like, wait, what's that mean again? So I, a lot of times, I'm glad that you stopped me and asked me because terms that might seem simple um, to me might be something else, just like I'm sure you've experienced or other people experience. So intrinsic, the best way I like to describe it is it's from within. So for example, I've always been somebody that I just want to be better than I was yesterday. Like I'm constantly competing against myself. Um, I just want to grow. I want to excel. I want to be the best version of myself for me. Where somebody who's more extrinsically motivated, they might do it, oh man, I have to do this or I have to work my butt off for that promotion. Or man, I'm going to get like a 
$100 gift card at the end of this or a trophy, right? So somebody who is more extrinsically motivated, they're going to be more like looking for like rewards. And that is their form of motivation rather than from just self-determined within. Does that make sense? Yeah. And even adding to that, maybe not necessarily, you know, a $100 gift card or a promotion, but how about a compliment? How about a like on social media? Uh, Mm -hmm. Something like that. And something that I feel is really important when you're dissecting the differences, you don't really have control over those extrinsic motivations. So maybe you do work your butt off and then somebody else gets that promotion. Maybe you are in the gym seven days a week multiple times a day, who knows what your routine is. And you don't hit that like threshold that satisfies you or all of a sudden that threshold changes. You don't know, this is not up to you. But that intrinsic motivation is something you have control over. Are you satisfied? What goals are you setting for yourself? Um, When I got my um, certified strength and conditioning certification, there was some motivation chapters in there and, and topics to, to um, pass the exam. And something that really stuck out to me were two different types of motivation. And one was motivation to achieve success versus motivation to avoid failure. And those that were more likely to be motivated to achieve success were actually happier and more successful than if you are pursuing whatever goal you're pursuing, but only doing it to avoid failure. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a lot of great information. You're totally speaking my terminology. So I love it. You <laughs> talk about controllables, non-controllables, but I mean, you're exactly right, Mitch. I mean, there's so much that is with outside of our control. Um, and, and again, here's a similarity with general population versus athletics, right? Um, weather, for instance, right? None of us can control the weather. So let's say that you're having a work meeting, right? And it's raining outside and you can't do it then versus like some athletes who oh man i don't perform well in the rain so like now what do i do there's so many similarities um but i think the biggest thing is again like you said knowing what you can control um and i think that also plays into our motivation because if you're constantly looking at oh man i want to be better than everybody else or oh man um i'm trying to avoid failure then you're going to fail at one point or another in life, um, which I think highlighting on the the second part is you talked about, you know, those who were happier looking at success rather than people who were trying to avoid failure. Failure, um, and there's a great book written by Carol Dweck, um, if anybody's listening and is interested, um, it's called Mindset. And she talks about how we have a growth mindset and we have a fixed mindset. And I know for me, and I preach this to other individuals, is failure is feedback. Failure, if you fail, you're learning, hey, what can I do better for next time? Mm -hmm. Because I would 100% rather be the person that continues to work, 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 and fail 100 times rather than somebody that never went for it. So it's being able to kind of shift your brain and, and look at it from, okay, Failure means I'm trying. Failure means this is an opportunity to grow. This is an opportunity to learn. What can I do better for next time? Um, But a lot of people, when they hear the word failure, they instantly think, oh my gosh, I don't want that. So I can totally see how that could, just that term, and even putting that in your brain is going to cause you to not feel as happy um, and probably more pressure. 
Yeah, saying I heard recently that definitely ties into that is when something happens to you, or maybe you don't succeed, or you, we could use the word fail again, instead of saying, oh, this happened to me, you could look at it as, oh, how can this work for me? And how mm -hmm. can you take that and maybe instead of using it as a dead end or rock bottom, use it as a launching pad or a starting point. And when you talk about controllables, you know, I do one-on-one -on -one virtual fitness consults here. And a lot of, I'd say the majority of the conversations I have are people, I, I think letting exercise control them. And they come to me, they're like, hey, I can't do the, I can't go to the gym. I don't have enough time to work out. And a lot of them are just pursuing things they don't enjoy. So they might view exercise as I need to go run two miles. I need to go lift weights for an hour. And really it's like, well, you're letting this impression of exercise be this cookie cutter, one size fits all dynamic, take over what the reality is. And that really is pursuing what you enjoy. And I think when you pursue what you enjoy, it's going to be much more motivation. You're going to find yourself motivated more consistently, and it's going to be much more sustainable. And I personally find that the best exercise is sustainable exercise. What kind of experience do you have with your clients, your athletes, patients, whoever, um, with maybe them pursuing exercises they enjoy versus don't enjoy and their levels of motivation with that? I've seen a lot of different things um, of a lot of different ages, right? Um, and that was something that was something that I highlighted on throughout the the mindset for movement series is finding something like you said that you enjoy that you enjoy doing, right? So many people I know, friends, family members, um, clients do not like running. I love running. We are all different, so finding whatever it is that you can move your body and that's going to help you to feel better. Just like we talked earlier about exercise, not just for physiologically, but like mentally as well. There have been so many studies research will back up, you know, like sleeping better at night or sleeping, you know, longer hours through the night, less anxiety, less depression, right? Like there's so many benefits to it psychologically as well. And I think one of the biggest things is that we become so like, oh no, I can't, like you said, the time thing. Oh no, I can't work out because um, I don't have time to do that. Or I need to finish typing up this segment or I need to finish typing up this paper. Over time, our brain, we can only stay locked in for a certain amount of time. When you actually take a break or you take time to like get up, move around, you take time to go for a walk, when you come back, you're going to be more refreshed. You're going to be able to be more alert. And I think one of the biggest things too is with changing up exercise. Um, last night I was teaching a strength and conditioning class and I completely did something different the last half of the class um, than I had before. And one of my clients, she was like, that totally like, gave me, woke me up a little bit and motivated me to push through the last half, right? Because it was something that was different. So when we're constantly in this same routine and we start to just kind of be like, oh, I don't want to go work out. It's because we're, we're just in our routine and we don't want to change. When you make that step and you're like, you know what, I'm going to go for that walk or I'm going to go do that fitness class. That's when things start to start to change. And nine times out of 10, Every time that I've that I've told people to, you know, do something that they enjoy or just start, even if you walk for five minutes, that's better than not walking at all. 
Um, so I think that's the biggest thing that has really stuck with people is starting small and switching it up are two of the biggest things. When I ask people what they enjoy, I feel like an answer I hear very commonly is dancing. And yes. Yeah, because um, I'd say the majority of, of the people I work with are women and they're like, I don't like going to the gym for reasons that are, you know, societal issues. Maybe they're intimidated by lifting weights or something, which is obviously a whole other conversation. But I'll say, what do you enjoy doing? They're like, well, I like dancing. I'm like, let's go with that. Let's go with dancing because that can get you moving. You can go on YouTube and get as specific as you'd like with you know how long you want to do a dance video how intense you want to do a dance video you want to get some strength in there you want to get some core work in there whatever but if you can cater it to that then that is going to get you up and moving and that really is the bread and butter of it um one thing i will also provide a flip side to is you mentioned you know getting stuck in a routine but i also want to emphasize the importance of a routine now that doesn't mean that the routine has to be the same thing every day as you mentioned but you know, just getting started, getting started, getting that first initial step into that exercise class, that first YouTube video, that first walk, and then incorporating it into your day, all of a sudden it becomes, dang, I got to make time for this to, oh, I've already allotted time for this. It's just part of my day now. And then it snowballs into um, something more sustainable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, and thank you for bringing that up because routines are super important. Yesterday, I kind of talked a, a little bit about habits versus routines, right? And mm -hmm. habits, you know, they just, they become so natural, right? Like I said, like brushing your teeth and routines take a little bit more effort to think about. So I think one of the biggest things is, is that, again, is being self-aware of, okay, well, first off, why do I why do I want to work out? Or why do I want to read a new book? Or why do I want to do this fitness challenge? Or whatever it is that you're working toward. The first thing is, is being self-aware why you want to do it in the first place. I think self-awareness is key to anything. So knowing, okay, what is motivating me to do this? And then the second piece of it is, what are some things that are gonna get in the way of me doing this? So it's learning, okay, am I somebody that I tend to say, I don't have time? Am I somebody that when I come home from work, when I sit on the couch, I'm not gonna get back up. So I need to get in the routine or create a routine where I'm going straight from work to the gym. So mm -hmm. it's, I think the first piece of it is, is honestly just knowing yourself and being self-aware of how you are, who you, you know, some of your strengths, some of your weaknesses. And I think building off of that, because too often we try to Google, okay, this routine, all right, let me try this out. Doesn't work because it's not for you, right? Um, so I think really customizing, like you use the word, you know, tailoring and customizing to each individual, it's so important to know what they need. So I think that in creating your routine is first knowing yourself and what you're going to need and, and where your weak points are. I used to work with traffic an hour, an hour and a half outside of Philadelphia, and the gym was on my way home. And I knew if I went home, I would not want to leave because I would be exhausted. And to be honest, I would be falling asleep driving home from work. So what I would do is I would take a 20 minute nap in the parking lot of the gym because I knew if I was there, I woke up, okay, I'm at the gym, I'm feeling refreshed from a quick nap. 
Now, I obviously don't recommend that for everybody, but you know, to each their own. But an example of you got to know yourself. Maybe some people need to put their bring their gym clothes with them wherever they're going, something like that. I think it's also important to check in with what motivates you somewhat regularly because that can change. And especially if you have these goals that you reach them, say you have a goal to lose five pounds and you lose five pounds and you say, okay, well, what now? Keep checking in with yourself. What is your goal? Is your goal to maintain that current weight? Is your goal to fit into a suit or a wedding dress? Um, is your goal to play with your kids? Is your goal to play with your grandkids in you know a longer period of time down the road? And keep checking in with that and find that, and that you could also find more reasons to exercise and maintain motivation that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And, and like you said, it can change over time because when you think about like who you were as a person overall two years ago, right? Like we change, we grow. Um, and sometimes our interests change. Like there are sometimes there are people that I know, like I have some uncles that like never really biked in their life. And then as they aged and as they retired, they now bike all the time. They're like in amazing shape and they love it and they feel great. Sometimes we think that we might not like something or we're like, oh, that'll never be me. And then sometimes like our interests change um, or depending upon who we're surrounded by. So I think yeah. that's a great that you highlight on. Or you just didn't give something a chance in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Carly, as I wind down these podcasts, I always like to ask uh, a fun question, uh, either pertaining to the topic or not that the guest yourself was not prepared for. Um, so my question today is pertaining to the topic. And I wanted to ask if you have a favorite motivational quote. A favorite motivational quote, man. I have. I'll give so you a second if you if you need to pick one. Oh, or I'll give you if you want to say more than one too. Well, I mean, I do have a ton, but it's not really a quote, but it's kind of a saying. But it's Y G W I T. So you've got what it takes. Um, so one of my brother's close friends, um, who I also became good friends with. They met through the gym, but he actually passed away a few years ago and he was very like motivated. Um, and something their dad always said was, you've got what it takes. So we um, got these like wristbands or there were wristbands made with that. And that's just a saying that has really like stuck with me and something that I remind people is, you know, even when you think you're not capable, like you can do anything. You've got what it takes. You just have to want it yourself. Um, so that's probably one of my my biggest ones it's so it's not really a quote but it's a saying for sure nice that that's awesome and a nice personal example yeah. as well harley this is this has been awesome really informative i got some takeaways out of this and i'm sure listeners will as well so thank you so much for being on the well-focused podcast yeah thank you so much for having me it's been awesome